0: Get that from yesterday you know well you know yesterday wasn 't that bad, I would tell you, but you know uh, I think that what we sometimes don 't recognize, especially if you 've had a bad day, is that everybody has some fat, bad days i mean if uh, you know i 've heard so many people say, Why does these things always happen to me like they 're the only people that it ever happens to, and for some reason. We might believe that, you know, it's it's just me. I mean, when you go on Facebook, I don't know if you ever go on Facebook, but everybody's on vacation on Facebook. So, you the know, they're having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And, and fact is, is that people that stay on Facebook, they found are more depressed because people it looks like everybody had a great day every day. And it just really isn't true. And I mean, you know, and, and we get to the point sometimes, if that happens, we go, you know, uh, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I'm going to eat some worms. Anyway, if you know that one, <laughs> you may not have known that one. Uh, good day, good morning. let me get out of bed. Yeah, it's a good day if you get out of bed. I I think that's it. I mean, you know, today I I would rather have hot weather, but you know what? It's a good day. It's not a bad day. I'm just, I'd rather have hot weather. So that would be one of those things. There are some people who make their own bad days, so you know that, you know. Now, some can't help it, and they have clinical depression. And I'm not talking about those people. I'm not going to go negative on those people. Nothing seems to help them. But there are plenty of people that don't have clinical pre- uh, uh, depression who thinks the whole world is against them. There's all of the, It's all conspiracies. There's all the things that are going on the negative side against them. And, and, and then there's some of them that just go out and beat themselves up. Maybe they didn't become what they thought they were going to become. So what they do is, is they, they criticize themselves all of the time. Now, uh, they see their flaws, and they keep talking about their flaws, or at least saying it to themselves more than anybody else. And, you know, they have bad day after bad day, even when they have a good day. You know, they look at it, they're like, oh, Eeyore, you know, and uh, and the Winnie the Pooh. You know, he says, yeah, you know, the way it is all the time. You know, now, you get bad news, sometimes it gives you a bad day. You know that. And when we get bad news, generally those bad news comes from three things. And you know what they are. One of them is it's about your physical self. There's something that physically is wrong with you or there's physically wrong with somebody else. It is typically that. It comes from your financial self. It becomes the fact that you either got a bill that you didn't expect. You could get laid off from a job. Uh, or maybe just the things aren't, or, you know, or maybe the, or even, you know, the people that complain, my vacation cost more than I thought it would. You know, <laughs> they still went on the vacation, but that's the way it is. Or they have, it's because somebody has treated them badly, has put them down, or treated some even worse, it's because somebody has treated somebody that you love badly, And that can even be much worse than, you know, the way you are treated. So this is the the way. And the truth is, is that that inflicts pain on you. And I'm talking, this is real pain. This is not something that we just need to think, you know, it's made up or in any way. It is real pain because, you know, sticks and stones uh, may break my bones, but words will hurt me. That's absolutely the truth. Always the truth. Let's let's get a remedy to this. And I want to. You're going to say you've said this before. You know I've said some of this before. I'm going to say something that you haven't uh, haven't said before. Now, what I'm going to tell you won't make the pain go away. I'm not going to tell you that, but it might help you understand the pain a little bit. Now, first thing I always tell people when they. Uh, uh, they come in. They tell me how bad things are, especially if they're the kind that are beating themselves up. I'm not talking about when they have something that is, you know, genuine, or they've got clinical depression. There's a different story there. A, I tell them. I, I ask them, "When did God stop loving you?" Well, the answer to that is never. never. You know, never. I, I read this very often to myself because sometimes I think, you know, "Do you still love me, God?" Uh, Romans 8:35. Uh, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution or famine, or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we're being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, it's that when things go bad, it, the tendency is to think that maybe... God doesn't love us, or to forget that God does love us when we're going through that. And when we look at our circumstances, maybe we will count up and say, you know, it looks like he doesn't love us. But God always loves you, always loves you. And then, you know, thinking God doesn't love you dishonors the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, dishonors the value that God has set in this. You know, so you know, and sometimes you just need to remember he, he loves you. He loves us, but He doesn't love everything we do. He doesn't love everything we do, but He does love us regardless of everything we do. Think about that. What did This piece of paper. Well, I can't see that, but a dot. <laughs> That's the stress and the bad things in our life. We forgive that all this white stuff that 's our blessings. the blessings on the outside that 's really in and, and, and reality that's the that 's the, uh, uh, the truth I was I was uh, my granddaughter I was there visiting with, uh, with my grandchildren my granddaughter's about at this time she was she might have been three and she may have been a little bit younger i 'm not sure, but she 's always been very articulate she could talk <clears throat> since before she was two years of age. she could make sentences and and talk about everything. anyway uh, it was natural I think Uh, Jim what do you think (laughs) anyway what happened was I was uh, the uh the uh queen song the bohemian rhapsody was on and I was and I said I said I said nobody loves me everybody hates me and she turned to me and she said but grandpa I love you And I said, this girl is getting a pony this afternoon. I don't care what her parents say. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you just need to hear that, though. You know, you just need to hear it. Second thing I'd say to these people is God knows you. He always knows you. You know, the bad times bring us down. Bad times, they humble us. They humble us. And what does the scripture say that when we are humbled? It says in Psalm 138, 6, For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. You realize that those that are full of pride and such, he knows them from a distance. But then when you're brought low, he knows you right there with you where you are. Now, I want to talk just a second here about one thing that people get mistaken. A lot of people will say... I've been broken when they've been humbled. They're two different things. Understand this. When you've been broken, it's because of your sin. You are you are ashamed of your sin. You regret your sin. You you want to turn from your sin. That's brokenness. Humility is when you feel lowly when you've been humbled and you've brought down. See God knows us in a experiential way he holds on to us to know us that's how God knows us and we are closest to him when we are brought low each time we're brought low we get over there and we want to get we want to get close to God he wants to get close to us too by the way and when you've had a bad day you need to remember God is right here right here always right here That's really the reason we attend funerals. You hear me say that all the time, and I know I've said it many times. But see, we let people know that we are right there with them. That's why we go to funerals. You see, we don't know what to say, and I think people want to know what to say, but we don't know what to say. But what we do know is, is that we can be there. And that's enough, by the way, folks. And sometimes God doesn't change things for us but he never leaves us either. So we need to recognize he knows us and he's here in that way. Then God could have changed things. You need to know that. You need to remember that. If you had the bad things happen, God could have changed it. He could have made it where it didn't happen. He certainly could have done that. Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen says, oh, oh, Lord God, if you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm, nothing's too hard for you. Nothing's too hard for you. He can stop all of this. God could have made things better, but he didn't. You know, of course, there's another side of that. Who knows how bad things could have been? <laughs> you know, when you think about, you know, oh, it's bad. Who knows how bad things could have been? <clears throat> so I would believe that when you do have those bad things, there must be a purpose if God allowed it to happen anyway. He didn't cause it to happen. I said he allowed it to happen. And many of that times, that purpose is to humble you, just like I said, because knowing him closely here. Why is that so important? Well, I'll tell you why. God hates pride. In fact, he's opposed to it. James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's what he does with the people that are humble. It's one thing that we need is grace. You want to know what I'm talking about? Those things that we do not deserve are grace. The things that are good. And if there is no grace, there is no humility. And if there is no humility, there is no grace. Realize being brought low is like being placed at the right place at the right time. To get God's grace, you got to be at the right place in the right time. And the right place and the right time is to be humble. On uh, December the twenty third, nineteen seventy two, most of you could remember this if you had ever watched it. The Pittsburgh Steelers were pay- playing the Oakland Raiders, and there's twenty two seconds left in the game. It's seven to six. Terry Bradshaw throws a pass to John Fuquay. I watched it again just before I was doing this. He throws a pass to John Fuquay. Well, it didn't hit John Fuquay. It hit Jack Tatum, and it bounced off his helmet, and it just so happened that Franco Harris was right there to catch the ball and run it all the way in for a touchdown. It wouldn't have happened, though, if Franco Harris hadn't been at the right place at the right time. This is what we really need to recognize and it's exactly what it was called the immaculate reception because they figured it was a miracle that's exactly what they figured and they have watched that play more than you can imagine uh, have been watched because they wanted to say that, that jack tatum never it never touched jack tatum because at that point if you had two offensive players touch it down the field like that it was not it was it was an incomplete pass it would have, been. I really have, I really have good luck Good players. Good players. Good players, I'd yeah. Have good luck than being <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, 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 and good luck, I guess, in this case, would be being in the right place at the right time is exactly what happened. You know, humility puts us in the right place at the right time, and it's called grace. And God gives his wisdom to the humble. When you're humble, you get God's wisdom as well. You don't, you know, God is opposed to the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Proverbs eleven two 2 says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. You realize the word disgrace? Disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Pride causes decisions that bring disgrace, and the humble receive God's wisdom. Being brought low makes a person realize some things in wisdom. One is, is that I can't control all my circumstances. That's one of the things we need to always recognize. And secondly, is is that um, we that you're not able to avoid all your hardships, no matter how hard you think it. And the third thing you realize is is that I'm not God. <laughs> That's the third thing you have to realize, and that there's wisdom in that. By the way, knowing that you can't control all circumstances, and and knowing that you can't avoid all hardships, and knowing that you're not God. Psalm 10.4 says, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are. There is no God. You know, I I think the thing about this is, wisdom says for most of us that that we should get up every day and say, I can't take this day on without you, God. I think that uh, if you want to try it, that's not wisdom. That might be pride. But I can't take this thing on without you. And it's foolishness. It's foolishness that... Will result in failure, even if it looks like success, because we would not use god 's wisdom in what we need to do you know it's it's like you remember when Peter got out of the boat and he was going to walk on the water, you know it says he walked on the water and then it, then he started to look at the waves and he looked at the, and I think he realized a couple of things he realized one I can't walk on water and two i mean he could as long as he was looking at Jesus, but two. The thing about it is, is that I'm not God. If he'd realized that. But what did he do? He said, to he took his eyes off of Jesus. But what saved him? Put his eyes back he said, Jesus, saved me. He said, Lord, save me, is what he did. And, and I think that some of the time when we're brought low like that, the, mo- the wisest thing we can ever say is, Lord, save me. Lord, take me through all of this. Humility brings us to the realization that we need God's grace more than we need our own performance. 2 <laughs> Corinthians twelve seven, Paul was writing, he said, So to keep me from being conceited, one would conceited would mean pride, right? To keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. To keep me from having all of that pride. Gave me a thorn in the flesh. You know, Paul would pray to the fullest, it says in that passage. He says that he prayed three times. Basically what that means is, is that I prayed, I prayed harder, and I prayed hardest. If you want to put it that way. He prayed to the, to the extent of the superlative. He prayed, he prayed, he prayed. And, and God told him, my power is made perfect in your weakness. It's important for him to hear that. You know, and the problem that we have sometimes is, is that we won't let go, and we think that we have the power. So we're brought low, and we're in need of his grace, and we're in need of his power, and we're in the best position we could ever be in. I believe that the problem with preaching today is that it lacks power. It lacks power because people are doing it in their own strength, and they're, 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 and some of them are really good at it. Tell you the truth, in their own strength. Well, one of the problems with modern-day churches or preachers, or whatever, they want to preach the feel-good feeling mm-hmm. and alter words in the Bible, turn it around so that you don't want. To upset anybody. And, and it's, it's very attractive, to tell you the truth. It really is. But one of the most humblest things that we can ever do in our lives is ask somebody for help. I mean, I have seen people break their backs trying to do something all by themselves, when all they had to do was ask a, quite a few willing people to help them. They were, yeah, right, <laughs> willing people to help them that 's exactly what it is they break their back, and so and to me that 's like and I know this is extreme, but that 's like saying i 'm going to heal myself of cancer. you understand what i 'm saying? Nobody would say that, would they i 'm going to heal myself of maybe somebody would i don 't know crazy yeah okay, sorry, that that does happen I'm, there are a lot of people who do special diets. Of cancer, yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. I remember the, uh, the coffee enemas and stuff like that, that some of them did. I don't know what that does for you. But anyway, but the, that's, that's the kind of stuff that went on, you know, but to me, when you're doing, you know, especially something that, that you need God's grace for, why would you think that you could get his grace without him? You understand? You couldn't get it without him. So maybe being brought low the next time you're brought low, maybe the next time that a bad thing happens, maybe it isn't such a bad thing. Because I'm grateful for being brought low. I don't like it. I didn't say that. I don't want that. Um, But you know what? I don't like that it had to come to that. But you know what? It always comes to that. If I'm going to receive God's grace, it's not going to be because I am full of myself. It's because God, He He looks at me in the humble state and He gives me grace. So it always comes to, to that. So why shouldn't it start with that? We don't realize how many bad things could have happened to us. Oh, absolutely, so, Dale. It could it, a, a number of bad things could have happened. We don't know what the Lord has stopped. No, but I mean, we should be thankful for that. Yeah, we should be. It's-